Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, David. Merry Christmas. And I am your other host, Philip. Merry Christmas. We're, we're inching closer and closer to the actual day, but the season is certainly upon us. I've been in the swing of it for weeks, and and I'm in the midst. Right now, I'm back in the Netherlands briefly for two days, visiting my family um, and decorating the house for Christmas, which is very exciting. And yeah, we just finished putting up the tree and decorating it, and I'm wearing my Santa hat. You are, you are I'm with definitely your definitely uh... more, more the thing of like, oh, I should be Christmassy when I when I'm on the podcast. So I got right now we're with Santa hat, and next week we'll probably I'll try to elevate even further. Oh, I love that! I absolutely I'll love try. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. We're gonna we'll see. Okay, yeah. sounds good. Well, very well done. Yes, Christmas around here. We have our Christmas tree up, which is good. Um, oh my gosh. So uh, my family this past year has gotten more into selling and reselling things on like eBay. And normally that's all fine. It just means that random stuff's always uh, in and around our house, stuff that you probably normally wouldn't see uh, and otherwise. But now it's all Christmas themed. So we've got moose on skates. We've got we got little Christmas villages assorted everywhere. We got ornaments up the wazoo. We got Christmas lights. It is, it is as if Santa himself didn't throw up, but it went out the other way, uh, just all over our house in Christmas attire. It is wonderful. It is wonderful to have. It is wonderful to do snow angels in. I love it. I love Christmas. I love how cold it is. I can actually wear a beanie on the pod, even though it's just in my room, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. I love being able to be in the Christmas spirit, David. Merry Christmas. So I have officially ordered your gift. Yes. And it is on its way to you. And obviously we're not going to open it yet. That'll come on the fourth week of Christmas. But I'm very excited. I I think you're going to like it. I I am frustrated with myself because I arrived at the idea very easily. And I'm thinking that I, I would have thought with a word that you gave me, strategic, I would have thought I'm going to have to put a lot of thought into this. But you know what? It actually came real easy, and that kind of concerns me a little bit. But you know what? Now it's done. So It's done. I'm, I, I will admittedly say that after today's podcast's end, I will have uh, yours on its way. But it's we still not going to be time. bulky, is it? Because I've got to travel with it. I'm, I'm gonna be, it's going to be arriving to me in the U.K., I'll try and keep that in mind. I'll try and keep that in mind as it has not oh, been be ordered I or shipped yet. I should have space for something, but uh, if it's okay. like a, you know, if it's like a statue of me, I don't think I can right. manage that. Right, right. I'll, I'll see what I can do about that. You know, if they can I mean, make I did a give mini you style, statue. right? Yes, yes. Hey, nothing says style like. Ha- have you it's seen my statue? statue? Oh, where is it? I actually have it on on the premises. Anyways, all right. Let's get to the rest let's, of this let's episode. Let's do it. This week we're talking about Christmas entertainment because it started. It's December. Now we're just overwhelmed. Netflix is throwing at us. Watch this Christmas movie. Watch this horrible, horrible Christmas movie. And and the radio stations are just banging out Christmas constantly. So now that David, we're in it, this let's talk year, about it. yeah, this year feels more so than ever before. Like the hallmarkification of Christmas. I don't know why they did this. I think it's just Netflix because Hallmark is, 
Yeah, Netflix, Netflix has, has jumped the, on the Hallmark mantle. They they have it's said jumped Hallmark, on board. Your time has passed. I shall take up the the I shall put on the cloak of movies. Yes, and it's so annoying. Yeah. I, I, it they, really is. Last year they were putting they were cranking out Christmas movies, but at least they were original. They didn't follow that Hallmark Hallmark formula of of uh, oh every single one goes the same. Um, a person is is a single or is in a relationship and soon to break up. By the middle, they find the perfect person, but it's in their small town. It's in their small town that they're that they recently went back to. Uh, about twenty minutes before the movie's over, they have a misunderstanding that talking it through would have just completely solved. And by the end, they're together and on their way to marriage. It's so annoying. It really is atrocious. It really is atrocious. Um, also, the, the 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 cliche trope of oh, this person is rich and then lost their memory and it's like learning how to live rough and rugged. You know, that's the Lindsay yeah. Lohan thing. That I, I haven't watched yeah. it. Well, I will not. But the trailer popped up on Netflix. Ah, God. Anyway, so let's start. Let's start out with Christmas music. All right. I want to. I want us each to offer up our top three Christmas songs. And I know I'm pretty sure we've done this before on the podcast, but things change. Things change. Things so Philip, you're first. Yes. I, I'm glad that you're doing this because it doesn't feel like whenever we do a, that slaps in Christmas time, it always does feel weird to add a Christmas song because, because it knowing that that will be for there for the entire year feels a little wrong. So my top three Christmas music, my first one, I'm going to start with, the saintiest of Nick's as far as voices goes all across. I think that the, he has the best voice for Christmas. I lost Arguably you, one way. of the best voices of all time, Michael Buble. And it's going to be the Jingle Bells version that he does. He has a wonderful rendition of Jingle Bells along with, um, with I believe, a trio of, of, of carolers and women uh, there that, that join him. Jingle Bells by Michael Buble, astoundingly good. David, your first one. My first one is uh, is I don't know why I like it. In fact, I do because it's just a jam. Feliz Navidad. I love that song. It's it's uh, great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love it, and it's it's repetitive, like most Christmas music, but somehow it is not annoying. So yeah, my second one is really annoying, and yet it's kind of just so weird and quirky that I like it. It's I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Ah. Oh. Great choice. Great yeah. choice. My second one, it's going to be, again, I like unique voices whenever I'm hearing uh, new or repetitive Christmas songs. But this is a new song that came out about maybe three years or so ago by John Legend. It's called Bring Me Love. Exquisite song. Love it. John Legend, Bring Me Love. Go out, do yourself a favor. Add that to your Christmas list and listen to it over and over again. And the last one Continuing on the trend of new songs that have come out by unique voices and artists, Leslie Odom's Winter Song is so good. Could be my be my favorite Christmas song of, of all of them. Probably is Winter Song by Leslie Odom. Your last one, David. My last one is Last Christmas. I like That's that good. Song. It's quite it's good. good. It's it is one that like this is the thing I just I I can't do the the really annoying ones the the excessive jingle bells in the background, you know the excessive uh, I don't know. Last Christmas is is it's like a pop song that is about Christmas. 
So yeah. I like it a lot. David, let's All move right. along to Christmas movies. Now, it's going to be three movies we are looking forward to watching this Christmas season. So why don't yeah. you start us off? So not necessarily our favorite three Christmas movies, but right. just the ones that we really want to watch this year. Absolutely. And I'm going to start with uh, with Home Alone 2 because I'm always watching Home Alone 1. And yes. I haven't seen Home Alone 2 in many years, actually. Like I've, I, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen other people have it on or something. But I haven't actually watched the full movie in many years. And it's it's good. It's a good it one. Is. Like it is. It's not as good as the first one, but it's very good. It's a great sequel. Uh, see, I disagree. Home Alone 2 is on my list, but I find it to be the superior one because it's practically oh, the same one, just with a few um, a few more cameos with uh, with a nice uh, twist on, on some of the, the tricks and everything else that are played. So Home Alone 2 is on mine as well. We, we, uh, we go on the same path there. My second one, and you're going to be upset about this, I think, but... I, you know, I, it's this holiday season when I'm looking forward to that I have not yet seen. David Arbor's Violent Night, I am actually quite intrigued to watch. I, I To be so bold as to make Santa an action hero is just, it needs to be you rewarded, know, and I will give it my patronage. That would have been on my list of movies that we just didn't need. We didn't need that. <laughs> but uh, but no, I, I'm not mad about it. Sure. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that it's going to be good. I obviously have not seen it, but looking forward to watching it, and it fits the season. David, your your second one. I'm I'm avoiding Love Actually here. I I'm very excited to watch for the first time in a long time in years years. I haven't seen this. How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. Oh. He's, he's such a unique talent. And yeah, I, I I haven't seen that in a long time. I would like to watch. I think that's peak. That's just the Jim Carreyest Jim Carrey movie, I, I, or one of the Jim Carreyest Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. I forget how much time it took him to get into that makeup, but I want to say it was something along the lines of six hours. Could yeah, you imagine having to just sit there? Like part of your job is not just acting. Like it's it's hey, you need to go up and act to sing. Now, okay, fine. You almost just want but, to take like sleeping pills and hope you can sleep through it. I don't, and I don't think you can because they have to be like, hey, rest your eye or like open up your eye here or like furl your brow so that way we can do. I mean, there's so much that they need to do. I don't think you can be asleep, but, but yeah. either way. Uh, okay. Wonderful addition. I bet that that's aged better than what I remember it to be. Um, but last one for me, I always, 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 every Christmas, I watch. A Christmas Carol. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of uh, which version I watch. And last year, I I found a new version that I absolutely adore. It's FX's version of A Christmas Carol. It's so good if you are a fan of A Christmas Carol, the normal film that you've seen time and time again. Muppets have a version. There's an original like uh, there's an original version uh, done out by, by many great actors. There's a musical version done by Kelsey Grammer, of all people. There's many great versions, but FX's version does a twist while remaining true to the, to the original content, for the most part, of A Christmas Carol that I just absolutely adore. I love that version of A Christmas Carol. Just, just looking forward to watching it time and time again. Okay, my last is is kind of an every year for me, and it's Die Hard. Love Die Hard. You're stepping on some toes here, David. I don't You're care. You're stepping on some toes. Okay, we've been over this. We've been over this. Yeah. Die Hard. I would agree that it's a Christmas like film, it. but some yeah, just do not believe it to be so. 
I don't care. Yeah, you can go. You can go missile something. <laughs> All right, last uh, last category here before we move on is live entertainment. What kind of live Christmas entertainment is best, Phil? Uh, we've got we've got variety or cabaret shows. We've got just co- Christmas concerts. We've got nativity plays. Uh, that one's definitely bottom of the list for me. I don't need to learn about the nativity scene again. Agreed. Uh, and then we've got like Christmas immersive experiences like a winter wonderland, for example, or like the Polar Express train ride, something like that where you get to maybe maybe meet Santa and et cetera. So what, what, is, there, is there anything that you guys did in, in when you were growing up as, tra- as a tradition? Well, I will let – well, it's tradition that's different, but uh, I was in a nativity scene. But again, I was – I was seven and I, I wanted to be the leading person. So I got to be Joseph. And so, of course, I put my entire acting prowess to the entire audience. They knew what Joseph was going through on that Christmas Eve when his when his Virgin Mary wife it's was like, giving yeah, birth. It's like some Holy Spirit boinked my wife. Yeah. And there was frustration. Yeah. There was angst. There was a lot of passion. <laughs> my God. Like I was giving every I single emotion. if anyone was offended by that comment. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but. I couldn't resist. But that wasn't tradition. That wasn't tradition. What was tradition that lends itself to immersive experiences? And I would still say, I think that that's the runaway favorite here is immersive experiences. Um, uh, But my, my personal family's tradition that we had for a while, and I'm, I'm not sure if it's still around, but here in Arizona, there is one particular house that every year for Christmas would open itself up and it was decorated to the nine, David. You actually went inside this house. It was decorated all over in Christmas lights, decorated all over with Santa. And every year it was themed with different Santas. Like sometimes it was a vacationing Santa. Some years it was um, just a, just a normal, just Santa in a winter wonderland. Some years it was a, I'm trying to think like a Santa giving presents uh, all over. It was, it was absolutely spectacular. You went in and out and throughout the house. I remember it vividly going into each and every room and finding just trinkets and toys and Santas here, there, even outside to the pool, the pool was hollowed out and Santa would be skateboarding in and out of the pool. It was absolutely divine. It is one of my favorite Christmas memories. I went with both my mom and my grandmother time and time again. And it's one that I honestly didn't appreciate until I got older that I thought, hmm, that was a that that is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. That I just enjoyed. It takes I don't know, thirty minutes and and it's just but yet it it's it has staying power. And I enjoy that a lot more having to actually walk through it than what a lot of places offer now, which is the drive through lights. Those don't do it for me nearly as much as actually walking through and, and getting to examine what you want to examine. What about you, David? I think we've all had our more than our fair share of Christmas concerts and cabaret shows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh easy to get over it pretty quickly. I think immersive experiences, although they're harder to find, you know, they're not and harder to put on, you know, like they're more of a an event type thing. They're great, man. I ha- I'm having a blast being in one at the moment, and I absolutely love it. And, and especially with the kids, you know, like, like it's such a fun thing, not just performing, but also like interacting with an audience, especially the children on a Christmas show. The magic there is like amazing it's it's thrilling it's just and it's just so heartwarming whereas you know 
performing on stage, singing Christmas songs, it's a little, it's it's done. It's done already. Like there's there's we've just seen so much of that. So so the rare opportunity to to, to attend or to be a part of a live immersive experience for Christmas can't be can't be matched. Absolutely agreed. And it, I mean, if you happen to be in the UK, then come join us on the Polar Express. There you go. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides, S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, Sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use Sides to settle this dispute. Because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. David, as we all know, the holidays are something to be joyous and festive over, but there's still some room for some slight sorrow. Goodbye to my favorite post-holiday snacks. Yes, I'm talking to you, Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches. By now and for quite some time, those sandwiches have been gone, but that doesn't mean that you won't be missed any less. I love you, Stuffing. You will be missed, home-cooked meals. Right now, I'm visiting home, and, oh, God, it's just so nice. You know, on the Polar Express, I'm, like, eating out all the time, which is great. And I'm, I'm cooking, like, quick meals at home late at night, which is fine. But home-cooked meals, you will be missed. Continuing on our Christmas theme, we have a Christmas game prepared, and we've brought on the most wintry person I know as a guest. It is uh, Isaac, my friend Isaac, who, whom I met in Barcelona doing our cocktail course, our bartending course. And he's from Norway, which is very cold. Welcome, Isaac. Thank you. Thank you. the podcast. Is yeah, it, we were... Tell us exactly how cold it is where you are right it's now. It's like uh, minus 10 degrees today and been snowing all day. Celsius, which is, which is about something like... Tw- uh, I don't know, 15 or something, 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So below freezing, very, very, very cold and snowing. And how many feet of snow outside or how many meters? Centimeters, like 10, 10 today. Yeah. Okay, so it's still mild. Yeah, yeah. But we're not yeah, a meter yet. yet. It's going get... <laughs> to, but that happens, yeah, right? of course, over a meter. Wow, wow. Well, anyway, so Phil's coming at you from uh, from a desert. And I'm coming at you from a rainy, miserable, just hellhole. <laughs> and we're going to play a joyful, wonderful Christmas game. Yes, first, uplift all the spirits. First, you're the, this is the first time you're coming on the podcast, Isaac. Uh, you and I are very good friends yeah. now uh, after meeting just this year. Um, you, uh, The listeners have heard all about you because we talked all about uh, the food truck competition oh. that you were a part of in Munich. We did a whole episode about that about that tournament and about uh, street food. So you inspired us 
so the listeners know a little bit about you, but they, they haven't met you yet. So we're going to just uh, get to know you a little bit. Phil's got two questions. I've got one. We're going to start with Phil. Go for it. Isaac, we're going to start out with something basic, but essential for every holiday season. What is the best present you've either, you've either given or received? I'll open it up to either given or received. Okay. Okay. Can it be something this Christmas, which I'm going to give to someone or what? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Then it's pretty bold that you're, that you're, uh, that you either already know your Christmas gift or that you are saying like, this is the best Christmas gift I've ever given before you've ever given it. But absolutely. Go oh, ahead. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, because uh, for my girlfriend uh, this year, I'm going to give her a trip to Amsterdam. And we're actually going to, we're going to visit David at his home. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Is that within travel distance of David? Do you get to meet David? Or? Yeah, yeah. The, the trip is planned yeah. around David. He's, he's going to. Oh, there you go. Trip. Yeah. It's going to be perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Very exciting. Have you, have you already, like, have you already decided? Have you already, because I know you texted me last week saying, Oh, I might do this. I th- I'm thinking about doing this. So you've confirmed it? Yeah, or? it's confirmed. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah, okay. you just have to order it. So make sure, make sure Hedda doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> this coming yes. week. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah that's that's true. Not, not, not that she does. No. Not that she does. But. I'm not going to tell her about it. No, she'll be fine. Okay, but it will be fun. I think. Sounds I good. think it's the best, uh, the best uh, Christmas present I will give, and have given. Very exciting. David, your Very question. Exciting. My question okay. for you, Isaac, is have you ever gone uh, – you live in, in the northern parts of the world, yeah. uh, parts of the world where you get very little daylight in, in winter. <clears throat> have you ever gone dog sledding? And if you have, would you do it again? If you haven't, is that something that you want to do? Sorry, I, I haven't gone dog sledding. Not not here. Not anywhere. Is it something that, that people do yeah. in that part? It is. Of- like where yeah, you live? we have own tracks for it in Norway where you can go and large races. Mm. I'm sure you have in uh, in Canada, I think. Yeah, but I've never, yeah, probably. I've never gone to uh, dog sledding uh, competition or even riding it before. No, sorry, but I would. But would you? I do would it? do it. Yeah, and it, and it, we, you love dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, I I got a new dog. You know, huh? kind of crazy, but yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, fun fact. Dog sledding is the only form of mush that David enjoys. All right. <laughs> okay, but I, I, have a, I have a thing to say when it comes to dog sledding because in Go ahead. You, you don't just do it in the, in the winter. You can actually do it in the summer with, with kind of a bike, with the, with the bike instead of the sled. So that oh, yeah. is cool. Like wheels, yeah. It goes a lot more faster okay. than, uh, than on snow. I bet. Because then yeah. you had the sled slowing it that, down. But it seems it seems scarier because if you fall off, you're not falling onto snow anymore. You're falling onto yeah. the ground. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's dangerous, but All right. Danger my last is question funny. to close this up before we get to the game here, Isaac. Which reindeer on Santa's sleigh would you want to be based purely on name alone? Now before we get to that answer, I'm just curious. Do either one of you want to venture a guess? Do you know all eight? I'll give you that hint. All eight of Santa's reindeer. I do. I don't. David I knows. Do. I, David, hit us with them. Hey, what are the names? All right. We got Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. There we go. All right. So, Isaac, 
out of those names slowly. One more time for him, David. What, which one of these would you want to be again, just based off of name alone? Okay, we got Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, and Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen. And then don't forget, of course, the most famous reindeer of all, Rudolph. He is available to you, but again, it's just off of name. I would say Cupid. I thought so too. That's a great answer. I'd love to be like the the loving reindeer. Just be like, hey, oh my god, have you seen have you seen Cupid? How he hooves it around? Oh my god, Cupid! Oh my god, uh, excellent answer, Isaac. Excellent answer. All right. Uh, since Isaac is your guest, David, that means that it is my game. And as such, I thought, what is more entertaining on a Christmas entertainment show than just trivia? So, the game that we will be bringing you, Isaac, as well as the audience, is a trivia-based game. We will be going back and forth on whoever hosts the game will be presenting trivia facts to the other two contestants. They will then get a chance to answer. If they are incorrect in their answer, they will be marked with an X. You get three X's and you are out. So, this game could last forever. This game could last for a moment until somebody gets three X's. However... You cannot get back-to-back X's, meaning if you're on your last X, you can't be the first one to be out. Yeah, the other person has to get it right. Think of like a spelling bee where you the other person has to get a chance to get it right. Sound good? Yeah. Mm, I, that last bit confused me. Okay, so David, essentially, if you're on your last X, if you're on your third X and you do get it wrong, Isaac then has uh, to either get his trivia right or get your trivia question correct in order to win. Sound good? Okay, that's simple. I get it. All right. Wonderful. I think, I, I think I'd like to call this game Strikeout, Strikeout Trivia. Ooh, I enjoy that. I rather okay, enjoy great. that. So I three concur. strikes and you're out. Three strikes and you're out, baby. All right. Isaac, why don't you face off against David first? So that way we get a, we get a, a rousing rendition to start us off. Sound good, Isaac? Yeah, of course. Gentlemen, my rendition of this game, again, since we are in the Christmas mood, I've been percolating on this since a year ago. My family has given me some trivia games last Christmas for the pod. And as such, I've got a mixed bag here of different types of trivia from assortment of games, just random garage sale games that you could not find anywhere else. One of which is Hogwarts-based trivia, meaning Harry Potter, the world of Harry Potter, one's basic trivia. And I've got a small little selection of movie trivia. So I will be giving you both the same genre back-to-back, and as such, we will be going forward. It is Know Your Answer trivia. So here we go. There will not be multiple choice. David, you go first. We'll start off in the world of Hogwarts. David, on the Hogwarts Express... Which chocolate animal jumps out of the window of Harry's compartment? Frog. A frog. Is that your final answer? It is. That is your final answer, and it is correct. Attaboy. Meaning that we go to you, Isaac. You are on tap here. Isaac, your question. The very first time the students ride the Hogwarts Express, which wizard greets them at the end of the journey? The end of the... Uh, oh, I, I don't know his name, but it, it's the large one, isn't it? Can you be a little more specific? He's like... If you don't know his name, I at least need to be... He's specific. like huge. Got a lot of beard here. 
David, who would you assume that he's guessing? I'm, just I'm assuming way. he's talking about Hagrid. Yeah. Okay. I, I would assume as well. Okay. There we go. Sounds good. Do you accept that answer, David? I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Wonderful. All right. Hagrid is the answer. You both pass your first Harry Potter trivia. Next, we go to general trivia. David, what color is formed by mixing blue and yellow? Seems seems strangely easy. I'm going to say green. Final answer? Yes, I guess so. That is correct. Green is the answer. We go now to Isaac. Isaac, which planet is sometimes called the red planet due to its red appearance? Um, Mars. Final answer? Yeah. Yes, indeed, it is Mars. Congratulations. You both are through your first two questions. Here we go. Next one is going to be movie, David. Next one's going to be movie. Which movie was in, was initially titled 3000, but later changed because of the movie soundtrack? Holy macaroni. <laughs> oh, goodness. I have no idea. I'm not going to lie, David. I would, I would absolutely... Spit out some some Christmas ornaments if you were to get this correct. I do not think that there's any way that you get this correct. So just give yeah. us a random guess. Um, uh, which so the the question is which movie was originally titled Three Thousand, but then they changed it because of the soundtrack. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna say. <laughs> don't. <know. laughs> it's got to be a sci sci fi movie, right? It's got to be a sci fi movie. That's what I'm thinking, at least. Oh, 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 Avengers Endgame? Final answer? Uh, I know it's wrong, but it just makes sense because of the I love you 3000. I just got excited for a second because I'm like, you know 3000, that does mean something. And, and Yeah, but it is my final I, answer, whatever. I actually, I actually enjoy that answer, but it is incorrect. The correct yeah. answer was Pretty Woman. What? And <laughs> I, I know, I know. I told you there was no way you were getting this. Isaac, here's your impossible question. In which movie did Sidney Poitier say, they call me Mr. Tibbs? And judging by your confused expression and furrowed brow, I'm assuming it looks like, do you, do you know who Sidney Poitier is? No idea. Oh, so this ought to be great. Yeah, just, just throw out a guess then. Okay, then I will, Mr. Tibbs, like what you can give at a restaurant. No, Tibbs with a with a B. Tibbs with a B. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't know the answer to this question. I do know who Sidney Poitier is, but yes, yeah, he was the. I'll I'll give you a clue. He was the first black man to win an Oscar. Do I have to answer this question? <laughs> yeah, and there's no skip mechanism if that's what you're wondering. Okay. So okay. Just, just throw out so a, just a random the, guess. Take the loss if you want. Yeah. I will. Put my guess on Jurassic Park. <laughs> Not a terrible guess. All right, guys. The movie we were looking for was In the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the oh, Night. So, yeah. So you both, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you you both you both have the, your the first prequel to Jurassic Park. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right, guys. We're going back to Hogwarts. Uh, David, uh -huh. we'll start out with you. Which right. student says that Ron's red hair and hand-me-down robe must make him a Weasley? That would be Draco Malfoy. Final answer? Yes, final answer. It's always my final answer. When I'm okay. so sure about it, 
Just take it to be my final answer. I will do. Enjoy. Have some Christmas spirit, man. Draco Who's Malfoy is Who's wearing a Santa hat right now? Me or you? Who's wearing a Santa on his underwear? Me or you? This is unverified. Yes, yes, it is. All right, but you know what is verified is Draco Malfoy is the correct answer. Congratulations. Isaac, we go to you. The Great Hall at Hogwarts is illuminated by what? Illuminated. Lit up is um, is um, lighted by what? <laughs> it's litten. It's litten. litten by. What, it, what is it lit by? Uh, isn't it uh, litten by, like, um, candles uh, floating in the free air? Floating candles is your answer? Yeah. That is absolutely correct. Floating candles. Well done, gentlemen. We move We're to our next Harry one. Potter. Yes, the yeah. Harry Potter. You guys are undefeated. And general trivia we go back to right now. We'll see if you guys can continue that streak as well. What animal is Robin Hood in the animated Disney film? So what animal is Robin Hood in the animated Disney film, David? He's a fox. Yes, he is. He's a he's a nasty little fox. Foxy. He is. He is foxy. That is a correct answer there. All right, Isaac, your question. What prestigious prize have the authors Harold Printer, Orhan Pamuk, and Toni Morrison all won? Isaac. What kind of prize? What prestigious prize have the authors Harold Print Harold Pinter or Pamuk? And Toni Morrison all won. Going to say the Nobel Prize in literature. Excellent job by you, Isaac. The Nobel Prize in literature is absolutely correct. So you both remain at one X apiece. We'll go back to Hogwarts as that one I have more of. How many points are awarded to Gryffindor after Ron Weasley played (laughs) the best game of chess that Hogwarts has seen these many years, David? How many points? How many points was he was he given? Fifty, I think. Fifty is your final answer, as you stated very angrily last game. Fifty is the correct answer as well. It is indeed fifty. Well done, sir Isaac. Back to Hogwarts for you. Which student earns the last ten points for Gryffindor in the House Cup during Harry's first year? Which student? The House Cup? Yes. What was that? Can you the House know? Cup, yeah. So, so just so the audience knows, uh, Isaac let us know prior to the game that there is, because he, he watches his cinema in Norway, there is sometimes a discretion from what the English... The discrepancy, correct. Uh, from what the English version of, of Hogwarts is versus what you would find in Norway. So... There are sometimes a discrepancy. This must be one of those times. Uh, the House Cup is essentially just the the every year the the essentially the competition that Gryffindor wins every year. <laughs> yeah, and and that like uh, it'll be like someone will do a kid will do something good and they'll be like ah five points for Gryffindor, you know, and then they, or, at the end the tally, tally up all the points. Oh, repeat yeah. the question for us because now I forgotten yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. which student? earns the last 10 points for Gryffindor in the House Cup during Harry's first year? I don't I don't know the answer to this question, so I will just have to guess, uh, and my guess is Hermione. Hermione Granger is 
our incorrect answer. We were looking for Neville Longbottom. Neville oh, Longbottom. Yeah. Yes. And so, Isaac, you're now at two X's. Be very careful. Oh. Our, our general question next. Wh- David, which element has the chemical symbol capitalized F, lowercase e, F? Iron. And iron is the correct answer. We go to general trivia for Isaac. Isaac, where do you find penguins? In the North or South Pole? You find them on the North Pole. North Pole is incorrect. We were looking for the South Pole there. David, since Isaac, Isaac, look outside. Do you see any penguins? You basically live at the North Pole. No, I don't. It's close, but it's not on the North Pole. All right, so Isaac, you have three X's. David needs to get this next one correct in order for you to stay in the game. And since you got that X in general trivia, David no, will stick with general trivia. I need to get trivia. this correct in order to win, right? Well, to if win, I yes. Lose, I need to get this wrong in order for Isaac to stay in the game. Correct, exactly. Excuse around. me if I've worded that correctly. David... How many Olympic rings are there? He only gets easy questions. Well, it doesn't look like it's that easy for David. Seven? I think seven. I'm going to go with seven. Am I allowed to ask? Is is that your final answer, David? No, you're not allowed to ask that. Okay. The answer was five. Isaac, you are still in the game. But that doesn't go against David for for a wrong answer. So we continue on. It was seven. Oh, no, it is five. Yeah. Right. All right, Isaac. What are the names of the god Odin's ravens in Nordic mythology? Uh, uh, Odin, uh, Thor. Or no, no. no the, what is the name of the, the Odin's of ravens? the raven? Odin's ravens. Ravens. I'll give you a hint. There Black are birds. two. There are two of them. Oh yeah. Oh. <sighs> you should know this. Isaac. No, I. Sh- I shouldn't. Uh, 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 I don't know, so I will have to guess my way to the answer. And what Ernie? shall I guess? Tom and Jerry, can perhaps? Just, it, it pass? You, well, you can, but you'd be sacrificing the point. So, there we go. David, I'm curious, do you know? Well, I, no, I've got no idea. But I would have thought that Isaac would know this. You're literally from Norway, bro. <sighs> All right. You next, were, at one uh, point, th- you were like teaching me about Nor- Nor- Norse mythology at some. Yeah, place. and I know, I know. I'm, I'm, right. sh- you I'm don't ashamed. know what the name of the ravens is. Okay. The answer, which forgive my pronunciation, oh, I'm yes. sure Isaac Isaac can can uh, can tell me correctly. But the answer is Hugen and Munin. Hugen and Munin. Maybe I don't know what the proper pronunciation of it is, but those are the answers. All right, Isaac, you're back on three X's, David. We go to you. Philately refers to the study of what subject? Philately, spelled P-H-I-L-A-T-E-L-Y. Philately refers to the study of what subject, David? P-H-I-L-A-T-E-L-Y. Philately refers to the study of what subject? <laughs> I, I I'm trying to think of how to word this, like the study of 
I'm, th- I'm thinking like uh like uh you know a, like the 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 suffix file like I don't know cinephile you know someone who loves cinema sure um so maybe the study of of loves or desires some, something like the study of addictions I, I don't know study of desires call it that okay uh the word we were looking for is stamps stamps it refers to the you know, study I, I have heard this before weird way to pronounce it i guess but that that's why we spell heard, it but I, either I know, way I know someone who collects stamps is called a, a philatelist or something ah yes so yeah. either way isaac you are still alive david does not okay, gain an x isaac what district of London was used to establish the official prime meridian when the world was divided into time zones in 1884? What district of London was used to establish the official prime meridian when the world was divided into time zones in 1884? Oh, what district in London? Yes. What kind of districts are there in London? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, is Chelsea a district? Probably, yeah. Do we got more examples? Can you help me, David? I I can't really help you, no. I know the answer, but... Really? Both me and Isaac, ooh! Very fancy. Um, I'll I'll give you, I'll try to give you a clue. Uh, You know when you see a time zone like CET, Central Eastern, Eastern, uh, what is it? Central European time, that's what CET is. Yeah. All right, so... Then you see CET and it's the a time, and then it usually says something plus one or plus seven. You know, what's that abbreviation? Something plus or minus, or you can give you up. Know, yeah, I'm no, trying. It usually says one. GMT plus or minus. Yeah, I, I know, I know. What you GMT. Mean. So the G stands for Greenwich. But I don't. That is correct. Unfortunately, Isaac didn't give the didn't give the answer, but it is Greenwich is the correct district that we were looking for. Back on that elimination specter here, David, you got to get this right in order for Isaac to be on. Finally, (laughs) how many strikes am I on? One. You're you're on one. You're only on one. So, David, what are flower bomb, obsession, and Daisy examples of? What are flower bomb, obsession, and Daisy examples of? Examples of and, and they flower sound bomb very much like is colognes or perfumes, like perfumes. They sound like perfumes. Perfumes. I mean, they're flowers. I mean, flower bomb. What or Daisy is a flower. What was the other one? The middle one. Flower bomb is one word. Second obsession one is obsession. One. Yeah, this Daisy. sounds like perfume names. Perfumes is the correct answer. There we go! David, you have won the day. You have won the game. Congratulations, Isaac. You get a chance to redeem yourself against me, and trust me, this will be a much easier test for you. I've been awful in these games lately. Well, I've only got ten questions prepared here. But I have faith, because I'm going to give you, both of you, you're going to, each of you is going to get both, like, sorry, what am I putting this? Each question will go to both of you. So you'll both have an answer, uh, an opportunity to answer each question. And okay. I have absolute faith that at least one of you will get at least three wrong by the time we get to question number 10. <laughs> so, Delightful. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to start out, and we'll go to Isaac first. How many gifts in total are given in the 12 Days of Christmas song? You know the 12 Days of Christmas, the song? Isaac? Oh, wow. 
No. As on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second, okay. How many? How many gifts? Is it twelve? Seventy-eight. One hundred and twenty, or three hundred and sixty-four. I would say twelve. One for each day. Okay, Philip. I'm gonna guess C. One hundred and twenty. I think was that answer. It was the the hundred answer. C. Got it. The correct answer is three hundred and sixty-four. Oh, I knew it was one of the two because there's like seventy because, lords of Because on the or first something. day, there's only one gift: a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day, it's two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree, plus the partridge that already was given on the first day. That's four. And on the third day, you've got three French hens, two turtle doves, a partridge in a pear tree, plus the two turtle doves and the partridge, in, and plus the partridge in the pear, and it just adds up and up and up. And by the time you get to the twelfth day, where you're getting uh, twelve drummers drumming, uh, eleven. Piper's piping, ten lords a leaping, whatever. Yes, yeah, those a leaping lords. So you both get an X, Philip. You're both going to get to answer this question, so I don't want one to give it away to the other. So Philip, I want you to text me the answer, and then Isaac. So Philip, you go first. Text me the answer. How do you say Merry Christmas in Spanish? There's no multiple choice here. All right, Philip has sent in his answer. Isaac, it's your turn. You can just tell me. Uh, Feliz Navidad. You're both correct. Yeah! Strike. So still one strike each. Our third question, Feliz Navidad to all. What gift is given on the... Ah, this is a rough question for you, Isaac. What gift is given on the ninth day of Christmas in the same song we got from our first question? Is it nine geese a-laying, nine ladies dancing, Nine lords a leaping, or nine maids a milking. That that's my personal. We go to Isaac first. Yeah, C lords. Nine lords a leaping. Okay, got it. Phil, (sighs) I actually, I truly don't know if it's just my favoritism shading it, but I do, I do think it is the nine ladies milking. Nine maids, maids a milking. Maids a milking. Okay. Well, I'm delighted to say you both have a strike again. We ah. should just, let's just not talk about this song anymore because it's given you all a bunch of strikes. True. Right. <laughs> Wait, what day was it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's nine ladies dancing. Ah, I, I knew it had something to do with eight, the ladies. I believe it's eight maids a milking on the eighth day. I knew it was close. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Question four, we're going to you first, Phil. In Home Alone 2, where are the McAllisters going on vacation? Have you bo- you've both seen this movie, obviously, I'm sure, right? Yes. Yeah. So where are they going on vacation in Home Alone 2? Oh, that's Is it right. England, France, Florida, or Mexico? Mm. I don't want to give away my thought process here for Isaac, just in case he doesn't. And just in case he doesn't know, I'm going to say, ah, I'm going to say France. Okay. Isaac? I would also say France, but... You don't have to choose something different, Isaac, just so you know. Yeah, you no, can uh, if you want to choose the same option. I'm not sure now. Hmm. Oh, I'll have to go with France as well. You both get a strike, but since that would tie the game, I'm just going to give you a pass on this question. 
The correct answer Florida? is Florida. Yeah. They go to they they go Dang. to Paris in the first movie. Ah. Uh, oh, that's when right. When it's New York. Yeah, yeah. he York? ends up in New York in the second movie. Oh, oh that's what it yeah, was. Yeah. Okay. But but the family's going to Florida. Okay. Question oh, 5. Yeah. In which modern day country was St. Nicholas born? Was it Israel, Germany, Russia, or Turkey? Isaac, we're going to you first. Uh, I would go for Russia because of the snow. Ah. I'm uh, going. I'm going for Russia as well. I was between Ger- Germany or Russia, but then I thought to myself, "Saint, where would Nicholas come from? It would be Russia." So yeah. I'm guessing Saint Nick would be from Russia. Fair, fair guess. Both wrong. What? Germany? We play on. No, the correct answer is Turkey. Oh. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't okay. know this. I didn't know this until uh, last week. Someone uh, revealed it to me. In fact, it was Santa who revealed it to me because I'm on the uh, doing a Christmas show and it was one of our Santas. Uh, spoiler ah. alert, there's multiple guys playing Santa. He's not real. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he was telling me all. I, I always assumed it was German folklore, but uh, but no, the real Saint Nick, Saint Nicholas, was from Turkey. Okay, question huh. six. Hopefully, someone gets one right. <laughs> In which country did eggnog originate? Phil, we're going to you first. Is it England, Czechia, or Czech Republic, the USA, or Japan? Again, England, Czechia, USA, or Japan. I just don't know that you'd put in Czech Republic if it wasn't that. I, I don't think I don't think you're clever enough to do that. So I'm going to say Czech Republic. <laughs> okay, Isaac. Uh, but, but, uh, to me, it's between USA and England, and I feel that England is kind of more Christmassy. So I'm going for England, more cozy. One of you figured it out. One of you is right, and the other one has lost this game because they have their third strike. The correct answer was England. No! It was two on the nose. They can't invent figgy freaking pudding. They can't invent eggnog. Can they give some... God! Ah! Yeah. That is so annoying. Neither of you even commented on the fact that I threw Japan in there. I was, but I I I didn't want to give away thoughts. But I was like, "There's no Fair way that okay. the Japanese are that dairy influenced." Right. So that was six questions out of the ten. I mean, you got loads oh. of them wrong. So I was right. You guys, uh, you guys sucked enough at this game for me to not have to invent more questions. Do you guys want to just quick fire through the rest of the questions that I had prepared because they're all Christmassy? Uh, yeah, quick, yeah, quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I had the next question was going to be name three of Santa's reindeer each, not including Rudolph. But uh, since we already went through them all. Before we played the game, I wondered uh, how you knew them. I, I didn't. I wouldn't have. Oh no, I know a... them though. Oh, like I, okay. I know them. Like th- by virtue of the Polar Express, at one point I have to be an elf, and <laughs> and since I'm with Santa, at one point in the show I have to be an elf, and I am. And since I'm with Santa, my backstory for my character is that I take care of all the reindeer. And I just I know all the, their names. Obviously, I have to know their names. You know, right? Yeah. But they're not that hard. If you know the song, then they're not that hard to know. You know, Dancer and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Cute Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall? 
Anyway, so we'll skip that question because we already went over them and I just listed them all. So <laughs> what is the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time adjusted for inflation? Is it Elf, Home Alone, The Polar Express, or How the Grinch Stole Christmas? And all of these were in the top ten. So I would think I would think that it's How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Yeah. That was that was up there, but no, it is Home Alone. Adjusted for inflation is Home yeah, Alone. Yeah, that was the only one that I was. I believe if you about. don't adjust for inflation, it is in fact how the Grinch. No, actually, I believe I saw a list that put the Grinch as in the 2018 animated one on top. But that's just because no. it's 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018 films are making more money these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, in which in which country were gingerbread houses invented? USA, Germany, Denmark, or the Netherlands? Isaac, let's hear you first. Yeah, my guess is Denmark. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming Denmark is the answer here as well. Let's tag team on that there. David? Very close. The correct answer is Germany. Germany. Oh, In okay. the 1600s, they invented gingerbread houses, apparently. Last question here. Which alcohol is usually added to the base of a Christmas trifle? Cognac, rum, whiskey, or sherry? Philip. Obviously, alcohol is my forte, David, so I'm going to confidently say sherry. And Isaac, any guesses? Cognac. Sherry is correct. Both Ooh. both answers were fortified wines, so kind of – well, actually, no. Is cognac a fortified wine? Remind me, Isaac. I don't think it is, but it is made I, I don't remember. It's made from I don't that. remember. Let's just move on then. All right. Yeah. Well, that's my game, and we have a victor. It is Isaac. You you won at least one of the games that you came on to play with us, and hopefully we'll have you back on sometime in the future. Yeah. Maybe I would love time. to join. Yeah. Sounds it's great. It's so funny. Yeah. And have you listened to any episodes before, Isaac, of the podcast? Yeah. You when, have? when we were in Barcelona. <laughs> I had to listen to how hungover you were. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. That. that was a fun. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Isaac. Really appreciate your time. And hey, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And with that victory, David edges above the 500 mark with a 16 and 15 record, while I, with that loss, go deeper into the sorrows of depression with a 12 and 19 record. God, it hurts. Golly, that slaps. It's never stopped slapping. Even the holidays couldn't stop that from slapping, David. It just slap a dap a doos, doesn't right. it? That's right. Absolutely. Right. David, well, I'll go what is slapping for you? Yes. Yes. I I am uh I just finished watching Andor, and I know that you and I have a lot of have had many a heated debate about Rogue Differing One. Differing opinions. Character, the yeah. character of Cassian Andor, who originated in Rogue One, and now he has his own Disney Plus uh series. And it's quite good. It's quite good. It is worth watching. I absolutely recommend it to you if you are a Star Wars fan, that is. Uh Andor it slaps. I will not be recommending you disgusting shows on Disney Plus, but what I will be recommending you is a song that I found this week. Um, I it, it's so hard to say what's popular now because I think all the charts have been skewed with Christmas stuff, so it's hard to see what's on right. normal music things. But I think it's popular, but that doesn't mean that I can't uh, still recommend it. It's called "Bad for Me," sung by Megan Trainer, featuring. 
a wonderful artist by the name of, if I can click on it. Ah, what is his name? Teddy Swims. That's right. So it's Megan Trainer featuring Teddy Swims. Surprised me too that I would love a Megan Trainer song that is uh, beyond all that bass. But hey, it's excellent. And most importantly, it slaps. Well, thank you so much for listening to our second out of four weeks of Christmas. We have two more weeks coming, so tune in for those. But before we leave you for this week, we want to say a few thank yous to some special people. Some Christmas thank yous. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corland. Jake Corland. Uh, no, Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on the show. And a Merry Christmas and a thank you to Tara Amstutz, Josh Hans, and Ryan Ardell for their wonderful jingleicious additions to the pod. Guys, you are the reindeer to our slaying. Thank you so much. Well put, well put. Yes, Merry Christmas, and thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in this week. And make sure you uh, spread the word, spread the Christmas joy uh, coming out of you, coming out of you, coming out of you through <laughs> us in powwow. What am I saying? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, it's Christmas, and it's a time for joy and laughter, and we hope we can contribute to that. So, recommend us to your friends. We're out on Instagram, at powwow underscore podcast, and we're just about everywhere where you find podcasts spotify apple podcast just don't go looking on us uh, looking for us on pandora i'm gonna go to bed ha ha mush balto mush wait oh my gosh take a ride watch out for that bear